Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. All right, February is Heart Health Month. We should all be taking care of our health. And surely we should all be taking care of our hearts. And one of the people that I love with all my heart is Tina Reichsing, hey. owner of T-Rex Cookies. She joins us here in studio. Uh, this is a very special, I guess, time for you this time as well as in August as well. But specifically, um, talk a little bit about, and we've done this before on the show, but it's you know never enough to talk about it more than once. Um, just talk about why February is such a special month for you and what you're doing at T-Rex Cookies. Well, thank you, Henry, for having me. Um, well, my my brother, Carlo, he passed away in August of 2020 of sudden cardiac arrest. So long story short, he was playing pickleball and he collapsed. And the people with him did not know whether or not they should perform CPR. So uh, they thought he was breathing, but in reality, he was um, not. And what it looks like a seizure is really the body really trying to to take breaths, but mm-hmm. he couldn't. Um, but when they were talking to 911, they said, no, he looks like he's breathing, so they didn't perform CPR. Mm-hmm. And it turns out he wasn't. And uh, he had unfortunately passed away. And the question's always going to be in my mind forever is, you know, if they did CPR, would he have made it? I'm mm-hmm. not sure. Mm-hmm. But I know for sure that had he gone to the doctor uh, before this happened, they probably could have discovered the fact that uh, the best artery in his heart was 89% blocked. Mm. Um, so, you know, tests that can be performed at at your doctor's office can find these things in your body. And I know a lot of, especially guys, don't like going to the doctor. You know, women are kind of pushed to go to... And you know me, I'm not yeah. one of them. I, I know. I, I, I'm very proactive about my health. And yeah. I love that about you. But, you know, like women are pushed to go like to get your mammograms every year. Um, men, you know, maybe they just don't want to know. And so just just that simple act of asking your doctor, can I have a stress test? Can I have an EKG? Uh, check my heart. Check your genetics. Have, you know, do you have a history of family having high blood pressure? That kind of thing is, is, can save your life. And he had never had any episode or anything prior to all of this or? Not that he would talk about, okay. you know, and that's another thing is that people don't talk about these symptoms. Especially us guys. Yeah, exactly. Something that seems like, and I, and I talked to a few doctors after he had passed, um, something that seems like indigestion could really be a reflux, could really be a problem with your heart. And so it doesn't hurt to, to ask. Yeah. Um, so he did not. And But the thing is, my, my father at 49 had a triple bypass. So having that in our history uh, is really a big sign for us. And I'm I'm a doctor person. I go to the doctor. And m- after that, my younger brother, Cesar, went to the doctor like, oh, you know, crap, I need to go check that out. Yeah. So now we're just making that our part of our annual 
rituals after he had passed. All right. So, um, and, and once again, I'm, I'm so sorry for your loss. I mean, Carla was only 44, correct? Yep. Um, how has that impacted your immediate family in terms of your husband and your sons? Because you've got three, you know, two boys and, and a husband. And are you like on them from time to time about, hey, we need to be proactive about this because of what happened with Carlo? Yeah, I mean, I think we're trying to eat better like we are. And it's so ironic because I own a cookie company, right? <laughs> um, a delicious but, cookie company. But at the same time, it's like being super cognizant of your health. I, you know, I, you know me, I teach yoga three, four days a week now. Yep. And that's just part of like being really aware. My, my children are athletes too, but not all families have, have like that athletic bone in their body, but at the same time, you know, take a, take a look at how your lifestyle is. If you can just do one, one extra thing to make yourself a little bit healthy, if go to the doctor, drink more water, um, you know, check your, check your cholesterol levels once in a while. I think just that's something. Um, it, the loss of my brother really impacted my family in in the fact my parents have lost a son. Yeah. And I, I think that's just natural. You know, you, parents aren't lo- supposed to lose children. And I think that took years off of their lives, I, losing I, him. I think that one of the things that you mentioned, it, because um, it's tough because you'll never truly really know whether he would have survived or not, right? But I think that it, and it's so loving um, that you're honoring him in this way is that not knowing the answer to that question is making you push more for people to be more proactive in terms of learning CPR and trying to address um, those type of issues. And you're doing a, a give back campaign tomorrow yes. with your, your company um, that's going to benefit Sudden Cardiac Arrest Foundation. Tell everybody what you're doing tomorrow. Yeah, with so Super tomorrow, uh, 20% of all sales at my Egan location will go to the Sudden Cardiac Arrest Foundation. And uh, just to really identify the difference between a heart attack versus sudden cardiac arrest. And they're two different things, something that people don't really think about. Um, when someone is having a heart attack, they're actually awake, breathing, and can speak to you. Yep. Um, but when someone is in sudden cardiac arrest, they're unconscious, they're not breathing, and what looks like they're gasping is really their body trying to breathe, but it can't. Mm. So, and one one interesting thing that I found out is that um, new CPR. There's a, a thing called new CPR where it's hands only. So people who are kind of freaked out about the whole cardiac arrest, mouth to mouth thing, um, is that's not a thing anymore. Yep, I so, gotta I gotta relearn right? it, and I'm gonna let you finish up. Yeah. But but I have to relearn CPR because. I took CPR multiple times. Right. I took it first time as a kid in high school. Mm-hmm. You know, you have health class and all this stuff. And I think we did it like a couple of years out of the, the four years I was in high school. And then I remember as an adult multiple times doing it um, and getting the card and stuff mm-hmm. again when I was working in schools and stuff like that or whatever. But now that I've been out of like working in schools for years and stuff and just doing the radio thing, I got to relearn and get retrained about how to do it because you're right. Like it's different now. It's different that there's no mouth to mouth. And, you know, the people he was playing pickleball with were older and most people, you know, pickleball is super hot these days and it's mostly older people that play. So uh, they probably thought, oh, crap, I have to do mouth to mouth. It's COVID. It was 2020. Yep. So people are like, oh, don't want to touch them. But it's new. I wondered about that yeah, part too. New CPR is hands only and, you know, clear. It's it's not the whole Annie, Annie, are you okay? Remember all that kind of stuff with the, the dummy. But now it's pretty much identify that they're not breathing and start heart compressions right away. Yeah. Uh, we're talking to Tina Rexing, owner of T-Rex Cookies here on the Lake Show on News Talk 830 WCCO.
Heart Health Month. That is what's happening right now. And tomorrow at her Egan location at T-Rex Cookies, 20% of uh, her proceeds are going to go to Sudden Cardiac Arrest Foundation. And you've been doing this ever since Carlo passed, right? Like immediately after he passed. I mean, I have to hand it to my brother Carlo for kicking me to start this company because he knew that corporate was not necessarily in my blood, but I did it because I felt like I had to. Um, But, you know, honestly, he built my website. He built my Instagram page and he Mm. was my biggest cheerleader and losing him was um, huge, hugely devastating to myself and um, my family. So he was a big part of the reason why you were named best cookie in America by Time Out Magazine. Yes. (laughs) You know, when I was invited to go to the the Today Show, he's like, go. You know, and I'm like, I don't know. He was the he was the one that cured my my uh, uh, what would you call that? That syndrome where you're like not sure if you you should be here. Mm. That mm-hmm. syndrome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to get to me yeah, we, later. Well, we, we, you're not you're – not, you're not... Imposter syndrome. That's what it is. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, when you lose one of your biggest supporters, not just one of your biggest supporters, but your brother, like that's, that's – I, I, I don't know. I mean, it's not something that you'll ever truly fully get over, but um, I guess it'll get better from time to time. I don't know if it ever gets better, but it's mm. something that just kind of we, – we, we're learning to live with it. Gotcha. And at the same time, I don't think anybody else should – Deserves this kind of pain, and that's one of the reasons why I'm out there really advocating for for sudden cardiac arrest awareness, mm-hmm. CPR training, and really just go out there and see your doctor. You know, um, it's it's not fun to go see the doctor, but at the same time, if you could save your life and be around for your kids, I mean, Carla left behind two little kids, mm. um, and the rest of my family has to step in to, you know, make sure that they don't forget him. Yeah, Um August 8th is when he passed, right? Yes. And so I know that me and you kind of, we always connect around the time. I'll check in on you because I know that it's, that that's, you know, a, a day that um, you'll always feel down. You know, you, you mm-hmm. get in your feelings. But I get in my feelings about my mom um, when we get right around Labor Day weekend and all that stuff, whatever, because mm-hmm. it was right around when she, when she passed away. But, um, you know, throughout the year, you have right now, which is Heart Health Month, but, it, but is, there, um, is there anything that you do in August as well? Um, I don't want to say we celebrate his death anniversary, but we acknowledge it. But um, that's when I I do some more like donations to other foundations. Yeah. Um, I knew that you did something in August as well. Yes, yeah. we do, and then his, to celebrate his birthday too in June. But you know, those are just times that it's hardest. It's kind of like the holidays when they mm-hmm. they come along and you realize that he's not here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I said, we do these things just so other people don't have to suffer this like we are. How proud are your mom and dad with all that you're doing right now? Uh, you know, it's really tough. They're in the Philippines right now because it's mm. cold here, but um, they're really proud. Wait, wait, because it's cold here? Well, cold for, you know, we're Filipino. It's like, huh? <laughs> it's, it's like, we didn't have a winter. <laughs> you yeah. know that, Tina. Because you, you've been here, your, how, how long have you been here? I'm going to age myself. I've been here since I was Four. Okay. So you're basically your whole life. <laughs> yeah. The, well, the best part is we bought a snowblower for the first time this year. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> and oh we haven't even gosh. turned it on. Hey. But, yeah, my parents are really proud of what we've done. Um, and they should be. Yeah. Yeah, you've done amazing work. And, in, 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 you know, me and you have collaborated uh, in doing the, the the cookie that benefits Boulder Options. We've been doing a lot of fun with that. I mean, you're very – 
um, influential with giving back to the community, and I love that about you. And it's it's really it's spawned into other stuff. It's spawned into me and Sebastian Joe's with yeah. the ice cream and Bryce with Cafe Latte with the cake and all this stuff, whatever. Like this, we're we're always going to be the connected collab in a way. king now. <laughs> I'm trying to be. <laughs> I am trying to be the I, – can I use that? The collab king. Oh, my gosh. Like let's that. put that on a T-shirt. That yeah, trade, trade, trademark that. Right. Well, well, hold on. This is the one thing. I'm going to give her a little bit of grief. I'm going to give her some grief right now, but I'm also going to give her a lot of props. The grief I'm going to give her is <laughs> everybody knows this about me, right? I am a bald-headed guy, and I wear a million hats. Oh. Fulton Brewery hats. <laughs> um, I mean, any, any type of hat. Timberwolves hat, Twins hats. Hats on hats on hats. Mm-hmm. Do you think that I've ever gotten a T-Rex cookie hat? Mm, I owe you a hat. I know. Yeah. But you like blue? Would, you wear, would you wear blue? Blue, yeah. Not, but, nah, not teal. See, my hat is teal. <laughs> the hat I have is teal. What about black? I don't have a... Oh, I do have a black hat. See? Oh, see? Okay. See? Okay, Come on fine. Now. What color is my hat right here? It's black and see, white. There, yeah, there we go. I see, see okay. I guess if you don't ask, you don't get... I love... No, 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 no. I've asked. You've asked? Oh, she's she's aware. That's what she's... Look I'm at aware. Look what she's giving that. I'm, I'm super aware. Well, no, no, no. You're, you're looking at me, and I'm like, I'm talking to her. That, that, that's, that's, that's my girl. No, me, <laughs> me and she, so, so that's the grief I'm going to give okay. her. I'm going to give her some props, so as we, as we wrap this segment up... Um. I'm not sure that Chris would be able to make it through because I could barely make it through. And I will go ahead and just anoint myself as being much more physically in shape than he is. <laughs> um, so mean. That's a, Chris, that's, go see that, your doctor. That, that, that's what he's saying. That, that's how we love. That's how we love. <laughs> that's how we love on the show. But listen, anybody out there that wants to get their butt kicked in yoga sculpt, <laughs> oh, my gosh, Tina will kick your butt. I have done – um, multiple classes where she's instructed at Core Power Sculpt, and I am like, oh, Core Power Yoga, rather, and it's a sculpt class. It doesn't matter what location, whether it's Apple Valley or Highland Park. Oh, my gosh. I'm like, and she she will vouch. And I'm a sweater anyway, right? Like, people see me at Lifetime, and they're like, okay, I think that might be Henry Lake, but, man, he's sweating up a storm. When I'm in her class, within the first five minutes, I am – Am I lying? You're not lying, and I'm glad you're always near the door because then that way you can leave. But no, I wasn't. I wasn't near the door last time. I was in the middle of the room, and and actually Brian was closer to the door than I was. Brian, her husband. Yeah. So yeah, I I give you props for showing up. Wait, wait. Have I ever looked like I'm going to pass out? No. Once you can make no. it. Oh, oh well. No. Oh, in, the, whoa, whoa, whoa. in the first five minutes, but you know what? He stays through the class. But the, I'm here's not a the quitter. thing. But here's the thing. In Yoga Sculpt, most people wear shorts, and the men take their shirts off. Henry is in, like, a long sleeve shirt. I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not a, uh, what do you call it, uh, what, what do you call it, people that like to take all their stuff off? A bro? No, <laughs> no. no. I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't. You know, he my... keeps his pants on, which is fine. She's, she's just a voyeur. I am not. <laughs> no, but he keeps his socks on, too. I'm like, you're wearing a long sleeve uh, shirt. Pants and socks in a room. Long sleeve. I've never worn a long sleeve. And then you have to. And it's 104 degrees in there, dude. She's just giving me a whole lot of crap here. I'll see you on Sunday at 4:30 Highland Park. No, you won't. Oh, Um, see, you you want to sweat those toxins out? What she's doing in your long sleeve, having like three layers. I sweat the toxins out. Oh, trust me, I'm sweating the toxins out. Like about five minutes in. Oh, I'm. You're getting me back because I'm the one that has to clean the room after the class, and there's usually a giant puddle around his. (laughs) His Matt. Yeah. So no, she's really good. I, at it. I appreciate <laughs> the fact that you come 
And you're taking care of yourself. You're taking care of yourself. You're taking care of your heart. You're eating better now. We go out for drinks and you don't even drink. I know. (laughs) I know. You know, it's, it, look, she's multi-talented. She's displaying her versatility, whether it's yoga sculpt or making phenomenal cookies or T-Rex cookies and also giving back to the community. That's what Tina Rexing does. Tina Rexing, I appreciate you. 20%, again, 20% of your proceeds tomorrow goes to the, let me look it up uh, one more time, the Sudden Cardiac Arrest Foundation. Yes. So see you tomorrow in Egan at my Egan location. And eat more cookies and do yoga. <laughs> All right. That's Tina Rexing joining us here. On the Lake Show. We'll take a break and we'll come back. Uh, look, somebody spoke on Radio Row at the Super Bowl in Vegas yesterday. His name is Justin Jefferson, and he had something to say. We get to it next here on the show. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, Justin Jefferson. Hanging out like everybody else on Radio Road to Super Bowl. He talked to Sirius XM's Adam Shine from Shine on Sports. He had his thoughts on his contract status. Take a listen because I have a response. What about the latest on your contract? Because, my goodness, Justin, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, break the bank. Let's, let's go. Whatever they're offering you, it's got to be more. I, and I love my guys with the Vikings, but what's the latest here with your contract? Hey, I'm right there with you, man. I, I want to I break the bank, and I want to be a part, you know, of an organization, you know, that wants me and, and to, to really give me what I, I deserve. So, you know, um, I feel like, you know, eventually, um, you know, the Vikings will, you know, do what they need to do to have me in the building. But. You know, it, I don't really know at this very moment. You know, uh, only time will tell. Um, I feel like I have the right people in my, in my circle to, to, you know, negotiate and to, you know, do what's right. And um, I feel like this whole process of how we handle things and um, how we, you know, went accordingly with the, the season and the contract stuff, I feel like we did a great job with it. What if you don't get it from Minnesota? Would you consider, you know, all different options or how would you play that out? 
Um, I'm not really too sure at this very moment. You know, uh, I mean, I, I definitely am grateful for what Minnesota has done for me. Uh, you know, I definitely wouldn't be in this situation uh, if they didn't pick me, you know, just to be the fifth receiver taken. Uh, I'm still pissed off about that. Me and you both. Oh. Me and you both. But, uh, I mean, just uh, just with everything that has happened and everything that I have gave for the organization, uh, of course, I would, you know, want to stay. And uh, that's why I've, I've been calling home ever since I got into the league. So, you know, it is what it is at the end of the day. But uh, I just want to play football. All right, nice to hear from J.J. It was nothing groundbreaking there. Essentially, what he was saying is that he wants to be highly compensated and he would love to stay in Minnesota. And that if Minnesota wasn't the team that was going to extend him the, you know, this incredible, amazing contract, then, you know, look, he'd love to play, you know, just continue playing wherever that may be. Let me state this emphatically right now. Justin Jefferson's going to be a Minnesota Viking, and he's going to break the bank, and he should break the bank. We know how this league operates. We know how these situations go. When you're a big-time player, that makes big-time plays, you get big-time money. That's just it. I don't care if it's A.J. Brown. I don't care if it's Tyreek Hill. I don't care if it's Mike Evans. You're going to get show him the money. That's just the bottom line. And the Vikings realistically have no choice but to show him the money. Justin Jefferson is the most talented and best player that the Minnesota Vikings have on offense and defense. You're not going to not give him his money. So let's just – no cap, he's going to get paid. He's going to be here. Yeah, just because it hasn't happened yet doesn't mean it won't happen. And it's not going to be tied to the quarterback. Well, if Kirk Cousins leaves and Justin Jefferson – it doesn't matter. Like The Vikings will figure out their quarterback situation some way, shape, or form. If it's not Kirk Cousins, it's going to be somebody else. But yeah, Justin Jefferson is going to get paid not only because of what he means on the football field, but the marketing, the the notoriety. Like, you've got a superstar here, and you look at the amount of revenue and buzz that that one person generates. Outside of what he does on the field, he absolutely is going to get a ton of money. And so, yeah, I, I don't think Vikings fans, it's fun to, you know, for fans to kind of Oh my gosh, the sky is falling. The sky's not falling. The sky is purple. It's going to be fine. Yep. All right. Uh, if you'd like to weigh in via the text, 651 461 9226, I'll probably ask a Justin Jefferson question as well as we're going to talk some Super Bowl with Matthew Collar, Purple Insider. He joins us next here on the Lake Show. Matthew Collar, Purple Insider himself, joining us here on the Lake Show. He's made it back safe and sound from Las Vegas. I know that we are talking about we didn't really have a winter here in uh, Minnesota. What, what was the temperature when you were out there earlier this week? It was uh, two degrees warmer than it was here. Really? So it, was not, hmm. really it was not really nice. Honestly, uh, it rained pretty much every day. Uh, I had to go from my hotel to another place that was doing a remote broadcast, and I was joining them. And uh, it's an unusual experience to be running through the rain in Las Vegas, but uh, that's what was going on there. Well, it wasn't beautiful, but it was a fun time. I how, enjoy it. How crazy is it out there? Because, look, you know, anytime you have a Super Bowl, it's going to be insane. But when you're talking about having one in Las Vegas, and it's 
you know, the 49ers and the Chiefs, you would think that it's it's just on steroids. There, put it like this. There are a couple of people that I checked in with just to kind of talk to them about, you know, what they were up to. I had no idea that they would go to the Super Bowl or be in Vegas. No, they're in Vegas. It seems like the, the entire world except for me is in Vegas. <laughs> yeah, it definitely seemed that way. Uh, you know, the funny thing about Vegas, though, is that, like, this is pretty normal for them. Like, even when I was talking to taxi drivers and things like that, they were just like, there's always a lot of people at some convention here. Like, this isn't that new. The rodeo is actually crazier for them than probably the Super Bowl. And, and it's going to, you know, ramp up in a couple of days. I was out there only Monday through Wednesday, so it really wasn't at its peak yet. Uh, I do think that a lot of reporters maybe are not totally built for, you know, eight days in Vegas, the, the, you know, spending the entire time there. But uh, I didn't really think that it was getting too crazy. I mean, it's, it's always weird at Radio Row because I was sitting in, in one spot working on my laptop and a bunch of people were staring at me and I was like, what's going on? And it was a guy from Food Network who does like bar rescue or something. And then everybody came over and started like getting autographs from him. I was like, Oh, you guys weren't looking at, at me, the guy with the great book who covers the Vikings. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> but like, I ch- I checked in to get my media credential with Frank Caliendo, like at the same time. So it's like it's, it's like almost like a fever dream because there's so many random and weird um, celebrities and stuff around. But yep. you know, I, I didn't I didn't think it was like out of control exactly there uh, just because it's Vegas. Yeah, no, I'm with you, man. Uh, Adam Shine had Justin Jefferson on Radio Row, and I'm. You know, look, we know Radio Row, there's a million people there. You just mentioned a couple of names. Um, there's, you know, players from all over that are doing a lot of interviews. Clearly, you know, the the soundbite that we played and that people here have talked about is J.J. on his contract status and, and, and the possibility of an extension. I, I think that we all agree that, that Justin Jefferson is going to get paid. We, we know that that's a... Um, a, a, well, I don't want to say a fact, but I, I assume that that's going to be the, the situation and the case. Uh, what do you make of anything that he said or anything that you've heard about him remaining as a member of the, uh, of the Minnesota Vikings? Uh, nothing. Okay. I, I make absolutely nothing out of it because he said the same thing during all of his press conferences this year. He didn't use the term breaking the bank, but yeah. I mean, that gave everybody a little soundbite to use. But as far as like what he's said, about his contract, he said, uh, I believe he said it was up to them was a, a phrase that he used to us earlier this year. He's kind of talked about like doing historic things statistically and wanting to be paid consummate with that, which I, I think is totally fair. And then he's also said that he loves Kirk Cousins and he's his quarterback and all that. Like none of this is any different at all and doesn't change a single thing. Um, but one thing that I would say, is that people conflating the quarterback decision with Jefferson signing, I think is not uh, accurate. Like I just, I don't think Agreed. that it, I don't think it has anything to do with the quarterback situation. I think that he would like to have cousins back, but he'll play with somebody else if he has to. I mean, we're talking about potentially $75 million guaranteed with the possibility of making like 120, $130 million. That's just my estimate at the moment of what he's going to make. He is not throwing that down the drain because they move on from a quarterback who's 36 and will probably retire in a year or two anyway. Like that's just, it's just completely foolish. I don't know how that becomes a thing. The reason that they didn't sign last year is because nobody was really pressured to do it. The Vikings knew that they had another year and another summer. And Jefferson also knew that he, that every, you know, contract numbers never go 
down. They only go up in the NFL. So both sides were basically like, all right, if the Vikings, if I'm the Vikings, I'm not getting every single thing that I want out of this deal. So we'll wait. And Jefferson's like, fine, I'll still be great. And he was, you know, outside of the injury. And, uh, you know, the numbers will go up. So neither side was completely pushed to do it. This summer, both sides are totally pushed into the, and pressured into making this happen. So, you know, I, I'm still extremely confident that Jefferson signs a deal before the end of training camp. Yeah, let, let me weigh in on that. We're talking to, to Matthew Collar from Purple Insider here on the Lake Show on News Talk 830-WCCO. 100% in agreement with you. People that are looking at him and his deal and trying to attach to the quarterback, like it's he's, – no, no, he's going to get paid and he's going to catch footballs um, here as a member of the Minnesota Vikings regardless of who's quarterbacking, whether it's, you know, Kirk Cousins or if it's – you know, Matthew Collar throwing him in the football. Like, the, the, the bottom line is J.J.'s going to be catching footballs from whoever as a member of the Minnesota Vikings, number one. Number two, I'm pretty confident that the quarterback that's going to be throwing him footballs is Kirk Cousins. I'm pretty confident of that after my recent visit to TCO this week. I, I'm pretty confident in that. I, I think that Kirk Cousins is going to be that guy. So what happened at this visit to uh, TCO that made you think that? I'm not going to elaborate. Uh, let, let's just say let's just say that I've had conversations with people in the know. Okay. Well, <laughs> here's no, but here's but here's my thing though. Like the Vikings have never shied away from wanting Kirk Cousins back at a certain price. Yep. Right. They've said this loud and clear. But every time Quasi Adapalmenza has talked about it, it's always at a certain price. And when Quasi Doppelmenta has negotiated in the recent past with expensive and older players, he's always praised them. And he's always said, I'd like to have that guy back. But we know that when Adam Thielen wouldn't take the pay cut, he was not back. Yep. Or when Delvin Tomlinson would not take the, the deal, he was not back. And I also have been thinking of this a lot from Kirk Cousins' perspective and thinking about like, Kirk knows the roster. He knows how many free agents they have. He knows what a difficult position they're in and how they have not been able to win with him. And if I'm Kirk Cousins, I'm, I'm thinking about one thing, which is, you know, as Steve Young once said after winning the Super Bowl, getting the monkey off his back. And that monkey is not winning. <laughs> that's, not, that's playoff wins. That's what he doesn't have, right? Yep. And I, are the Vikings winning playoff games in the next two years with the way that the Lions and Packers and Bears are, are set up for the future? I, I don't know. I don't think so. I think it's going to be a really rough ride if they try to bring him back and do the same thing over and over. I mean, he might. Yeah, I'm not uh, saying this. But... Is, I'm not saying this is a slam dunk, and and I'm not even like I'm kind of like for me personally, I, I'm looking at it and I'm like, man, I'm a little bit on the fence about you know how much further we go this route with Kirk Cousins. But I guess I would say, look, I, I've always been the person that if I'm wrong about something, then I'm wrong on it and I own it publicly. Um, there's been a bunch of stories, college basketball related, even NFL related, that I kind of broke. I, I would say this: I, I think that after talking to the executive that I talked to, that's pretty. Com- I'm, I'm I'm confident, but I'm not saying it's a slam dunk. Any any because we know in this business anything can happen. Well, they haven't gone to the combine and negotiated with his agent yet. I mean, that's a big deal. Like yep. they're uh, his agent is a genius. I mean, this guy is as as strong in that game as you will find, and. I just don't know how we could be talking about whether that decision is made until 
they go and find out where other teams stand when it comes to potentially making offers. Because if the Atlanta Falcons, who just hired uh, an offensive coordinator, by the way, who runs the same system as the Vikings, if the Atlanta Falcons are offering more in a much weaker division with a stronger team, I mean, are you going to turn them down? Like if you're Kirk and you got maybe one or two years left in your career, um, I don't know. I, I just, I don't think that it works for either party. I mean, I think that uh, the last impression of Kirk in Minnesota with playing a great game against the Green Bay Packers really uh, tinted the, the glasses toward Kirk. But I mean, look at the history of this thing. They have no home playoff wins since Kirk Cousins got here. Yep. Why would this be different? And that, that's what I cannot wrap my head around is someone is going to have to explain to me like I'm five how in the world this is going to be different. He's supposed to get better as he gets older. And yeah, coming off, with tw- with an coming off of – yeah, exactly. I'm with you. I'm totally with you. I'm totally with you. Hey, let, let me ask you this. That, Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, I mean, if he comes back, we either have to think that, like, Kwesi Mensa doesn't know any numbers or the ownership is just demanding that this happens and that's why it's happening, right? Yeah. Well, I, like, like I said, I'm in agreement with you. But um, we'll see how eventually how all of this plays out. By the way, I, I'm I'm definitely trying to go to the combine this year. I'd love to go to the combine if I could if I can make it happen. I'd love to go to the combine. In, you you going to the combine, right? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. We're talking to Matthew Collar from Purple Insider here on, on the Lake Show News Talk eight three zero WCCO. All right, let's talk Super Bowl. Um, who do you got? Like so so before we get to who do you got? If San Francisco is to win, how do they get it done? What's the keys for San Francisco? I mean, I think that the main thing would be being able to run the ball against Kansas City because Kansas City's defense has been so strong and has been so problematic for some very, very good quarterbacks. I mean, you could argue that Kansas City has had one of the toughest tracks to the Super Bowl of any team ever. I mean, Miami, a a top elite offense, the Buffalo Bills on the road, the Baltimore Ravens on the road. I mean, these teams are extremely, extremely good, and they ran through them. And, And, of course, Patrick Mahomes was incredible through that run, but also we have to look at Steve Spagnuolo's defense. And to take away the run game entirely from the Baltimore Ravens was so impressive. And also the Ravens brought that on themselves, but they didn't run successfully when they tried. And it frustrated them, and then they panicked. And Christian McCaffrey is such a massive part of this offense. And when they get running and then they build everything off of the run, uh, it is an extremely scary offense that was one of the best in the entire NFL this year, but if you're asking Brock Purdy to just straight drop back over and over and over and over again, I don't know that that's really what he wants to be doing or what San Francisco wants him to be doing. And I think on the other side, I mean, you really just have to hope Kansas City's receivers drop the ball. I I really don't have a ton of confidence in San Francisco's defense. I I think it's actually their worst defensive unit in years. Yeah, I I think their defensive coordinator is not great at his job, and their secondary is very, very suspect. Um, so, you know, I, I've, I've really questioned the 49ers' defense since they played the Vikings because I just expected so much better. I'm just used to San Francisco looking impenetrable on defense when they had Robert Sala or D'Amico Ryans. I don't think Steve Wilkes is of that same caliber of a defensive play caller. So, you know, I, I, I feel like Kansas City will be able to move the football and they will be able to score they pretty much got run up and down the field by Detroit and Green Bay and, and had to come through in some big moments. Um, so to me, it's, it could be one of those kind of score fest games where if San Francisco can control the ball, that they've got a chance. Uh, but if not, then Mahomes is going to do his thing.
All right, so you believe that Kansas City is going to win? Give me a give me a prediction. Give me a score. I do think that, and uh, I'll go with twenty eight to twenty four. And uh, we've reached the point where, I, so I was picking Baltimore, and then they beat Baltimore. I was like, you know what? I'm just done ever picking against Mahomes. The same, like I had a Brady <laughs> rule where every time I was like, do you think Brady's going to win? I was like, yes, and that worked out really well for me. Just picking Brady over and over and over and over again for his entire career. Yeah. No, for sure. Hey, thanks a lot, Matthew. I appreciate it, my man. Thanks, Henry. All right. Matthew Collar, Purple Insider, joining us here on The Lake Show. We'll take a break. We'll come back, and we'll wrap up Hour 2 next. I'm with Matthew. I I would like to go a different direction at the QB. Don't think that the Vikings are going to do it, at least from what I've been told. But... You know, I think another thing about the the Viking situation is, and I know this personally for me, and I wonder how many of the fans feel this way too, I'm not sold on Quasey in terms of talent evaluations. I'm not. I, I just, I don't, I don't see it. In the first couple of drafts, the free agent signings, like, what stands out? And I don't want to hear nothing about Jordan uh, Jordan Addison. A lot of people like Jordan mm-hmm. Addison. Jordan Addison going in the first round was not like, like oh, man, he mm-hmm. – he, no. I, I got questions about Quasey and just his talent evaluation. I, I will say that I'm going to throw the Addison thing out there just because you could have passed on him. You could have gone with somebody else. But you, you made – that selection, and you paired him with Justin Jefferson. You let Adam Thielen walk. I think the TJ Hawkinson trade, giving up a second rounder for TJ Hawkinson last year, ended up being a a really good pick. I think people look at you know Lewisine and Andrew Booth Jr. and then you know, the, but, the, but tra- the trade with the Lions. James hold on, Williams TJ Hawkinson. TJ Hawkinson is not a talent evaluation. T.J. Hawkinson was drafted into the league and has showed he could play. Right, but I mean to to identify that that's a deal that you need to make because not every GM is is going to make a deal like that. So, and I'm not I'm not sitting here defending. Hold on, like, what you, you think that when they had what, what was who was Irv Irv, Irv Smith. Smith? Yeah, you don't think that the, that the entire National Football League didn't see that we had an issue a tight end. Oh yeah, no, no question. I'm not. I'm not knocking for 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 making the trade. What I'm saying is, is that I don't think it's groundbreaking by any uh, realm of possibility that we knew that there was an issue there. Like you need you needed to address it. You did, but I think you can also look at it in the same vein that okay, y- you had a weakness, and it was a deal that you got your value for T.J. Hawkinson. I mean, it's not one of those where you're like, oh man, yeah, you. You know, Rick Spielman giving up a bunch of these picks, and you're like, well, that ended up not working out great. The jury is still very much out. Like, I feel like the the one way that can make or break a general manager, regardless of all of the other picks, is hitting on a franchise quarterback. Like you can you For can sure. you can hit on linemen and you can hit on you can hit on all of the non sexy picks. But if you don't get a franchise quarterback, then you're going to be deemed as as a failure. And I'm not I'm I'm not a fan of going the safe route 
with Kirk Cousins. And I'm with you. You you made me sad and when we, you said that. And you, we don't you and we don't sad. we don't know what Kirk is going to look like coming out of the you know coming off the torn Achilles. Well, and that's the thing. You know, when is he going to be ready for training camp? I mean, sooner or later, you you got to get out of this relationship, guys. It's it's not them. It's you. You got to move on, man. Date the hot chick. Oh, man. Just ask her out. Coming up next, imagine you're receiving your ashes after your death. But you're not really dead at all. (laughs) Wait till you hear this story. We get to it next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.